Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 85, where we're discussing The Little Prince from season 5 of Lost. Let's go back to the orchid. Excuse me? The orchid. That's where all this started. Maybe it's where it'll all stop. That greenhouse is a long ways away. You said you had a zodiac raft back at the beach. We could take that, cut around the horn of the island, get the orchid in half the time. And let me guess, you know exactly what to do when we get there. Not exactly at all, but I know that Ben used it to leave the island, and if I can do the same thing, I believe I can save us. And how are you gonna do that? This is all happening because they left. I think it'll stop if I can bring them back. Bring who back? Jack. Son, Saeed. Hugo, Kate. The boat blew up and that chopper was probably on it. They're not dead, James. Says who? That doesn't matter. All that matters is they've got to come back. I have to make them come back. Even if it kills me. Don't you want them to come back, James? Don't you want her to come back? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 85 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we're discussing The Little Prince from season five of Lost. And first off, let's just find out what you thought about this episode overall. You know what? I liked it pretty well, but you know, because um, to me, it's it it puts us in a, a position where um, I think... Um, Things are starting to come together more and more, and you're yeah. starting to see like the actual like uh, theme of the season, I guess, more right. clearly, you know. And, and and people are starting to come back together that are off the island, which mm-hmm. I like seeing them together. Uh, right. So that to me, I just I just enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, I'll just say off the top, one of my favorite scenes in this whole episode is the one we played at the beginning where. You know, Locke is basically telling Sawyer they're going to have to go back to the Orchid because um, he, that's how he thinks he's going to have to leave the island, you know, to get all of them to come back. And, you know, Sawyer's like, who? And Locke lists the names of all the people of, that, that have been gone mm-hmm. from the island. And maybe it's just because, you know, watching it the first time, you know, we had that huge break and I just felt like kind of devastated that, you know, these characters have been separated from each other. They've been off the island. Right. Just to hear Locke, who was on the island, reference the names of those characters was like goosebumps. Oh, know? yeah, definitely. And it's definitely. like, and and I'm, you're like dying for these people to get back together. It's like Most you truly definitely. feel like, you know, in the show's writing, of course, they're trying to say they belong back on the island. Mm-hmm. But in like, in my mind, it's like they belong on this island. You know, they definitely. don't belong... Uh, you know, in Los Angeles or wherever, no. they all need to be here on this yeah, island. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Okay, well, let's jump into it. Um, on Penny's boat, Jack and Kate are talking about what they should do with Aaron, you know, once they get back. And Kate tells Jack that Claire was planning to give Aaron up for adoption. And she's decided that she wants them to, you know, to say that she's the mother. Um, that, that was a great part of, of the scene because, you know, Jack telling Kate that, 
you know, the next morning he's going to have um, to convince everyone to lie about what happened to them. And uh, he asked Kate if she's with him and she says, I've always been with you. And I thought that was really awesome. Definitely. I mean, I think um, if nothing, I mean, maybe I read too much into it, but it's almost like her answer to the whole Sawyer versus Jack debate. And she's like, I've always been with you. Yep, yep, that was that was exactly what I read out of it for sure. Right, and but I also liked that the whole idea of Aaron, you know, being Kate's son was her idea, and it's like she decided she wanted to take him, she wanted mm-hmm. him to live with her, and she wanted to say she was his mother. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Definitely like that. So Kate and son is my next group here. Um, Kate goes on a mission to find out more about who's trying to take Aaron away and son keeps Aaron while she's away. Um, so son receives a package and inside are some surveillance photos and notes for Ben and possibly Jack as well. I couldn't tell if, if that was, she was just tracking Ben or if she was actually tracking them as a group because both photos, both Ben and Jack were together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I saw that as well. I, I, and you definitely, you definitely get the sense that, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but man, I definitely am weirded out by son at this point, you know? Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> you know, I don't know what her, she's up to or what her plan is, but it definitely does not seem good for Jack. That's for sure. At least right. Jack. Yeah. And I, I did a freeze or like a screen, a paused on the note when it showed the surveillance notes and, mm-hmm. and I could actually read quite a lot of it. And um, one thing that was really interesting, it's basically one person telling about whoever's being surveilled, like what they did um, over the course of like a day, I think, or something. And um, it mentions over and over again, this person going to a mailbox. Um, Like they went to the, the, during the morning, they went to the mailbox three times in the afternoon, they went seven times, Mm -hmm. but it's basically like they came out of this house, checked the mailbox and went back in. Right. And um, at the end of it, there was a, a note about, let's see here. Let me see if I can pull this up here. So there's basically a lot of notes here about um, a person going back and forth between the house and the mailbox over and over again, like lots of times. Um, and they give the address that says, um, except for seven trips to the mailbox, subject never left 103 Pinecrest Drive. When subject had not passed a visible window for 30 minutes, subject answered the telephone. Um, let's see here. Yeah, claimed I was Melissa something with her um, and demanded to know when I mailed her the prints. So it's clearly a woman they're, they're, that she's surveilling here. But the interesting part is at the bottom. It says Wednesday evening. Subject came out of the house at 8.15 a.m., so our numbers, 8.15, set up a camping chair next to the mailbox and proceeded to pace in the front yard until the mail truck arrived at 12.32 p.m. Subject grabbed mail from letter carrier and ran into the house. Photographs are presented in attachment. And then it goes on. It says, subject left home in yellow Volkswagen Beetle at 1.05 p.m. and drove to the health club. She stayed inside for 50 minutes. Subject went home, arriving at 2.40 p.m. And then it says here, um, let's see, subject left in yellow Volkswagen Beetle at 3.10 p.m. and drove, and I can't, there's a part of it that's cut off there, but basically says she drove to 1400 University Avenue. 
arriving at 318, went inside for 30 or 30 minutes. I entered the store and, and then it cuts off. So the interesting thing here is the photos that she had were all of Ben and Jack. Not a woman like the surveillance notes. Right. Thoughts. Yeah. Anything. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think of who that could be. I mean, I mean, as as you read it to me, I just was kind of at a loss because I, I, I kept telling you, mm-hmm. oh, it's probably Jack or it's, oh, it's Kate, but none of that matches up with me. Right. And now if we go back and regroup, we we can remember that Sun was basically working with Widmore. Right. Um, so they could, you know, get or not get back to the island. I guess she says our mutual interest is, you know, killing Benjamin Linus, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that uh-huh. or getting rid of Ben or. Yep. So I don't see why she's surveilling some woman um, and then has photos of Ben and Jack. Um, But yeah, I'm totally clueless on this. I mean, unless they weren't expecting us to read that letter and didn't mean for it to say she or or the information in there wasn't really important or what. Yeah, that's, you know, the only other women that I know that I've seen off the island that they made any notice of is the science lady, which I believe is... Um, is old boy's mom, Dan's mom. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I remember you said that yeah. a few episodes ago. And yeah. um, and the other the butcher lady, lady that works at the, like the butcher shop. Oh, that's true. You know, maybe it will be one of them. Very true. Yeah, she's the only one really we don't know much about. Yeah. The butcher lady makes a lot of sense too because she was definitely working with Ben. Exactly. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's the best guess I can think of too. Anyway, also in this package of material she gets is a box of chocolates with a gun hidden inside. Mm -hmm. So Kate goes for her meeting with Norton, the attorney. Um, She says she'll make a deal and supply a blood sample if she can speak with his client directly. He says it's not likely, but he's meeting with the client later that day and he'll he'll present the offer to them. Um, He says he could force her to supply the sample today, but his client insists that they handle the exchange of custody quietly. So his client is planning to take Aaron. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so there's this exchange of custody, which kind of hits her pretty hard when she realizes what the intentions of his client really are. Yeah. And he says, it's time for you to prepare yourself, Miss Austin. You are going to lose the boy. Yeah. I, okay. I, I mean, obviously, to me, it just is. It, it's it's a way to get. I mean, I've thought this the whole time. It's a way to get Kate to the island, right? You know. Yeah, and of course, I mean, we find out who is responsible and behind all of this. Sure. But, and it makes a lot of sense that um, Ben's goal is to get them to the island. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know what his motivations are yet, if they're good or bad, right? But he's just doing whatever he has to do to get them to the island. Mm-hmm. And if that means, you know, trying to take Aaron away to force Kate to go on the run and to really need to go somewhere to get away from, you know, the real world, that's what he'll do. Right. Yep. Now that just, that's, that I just had a kind of a fleeting thought here. Okay. I'm going to make sure. Um, no, I guess I didn't really go anywhere. I was trying to make some connection between Ben being involved and, you know, trying to get custody of Aaron 
and the fact that the butcher lady was working with Ben and if there would somehow be a reason there why son would be surveilling the butcher lady, but it's a reach and I have no clue how to connect the two there. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the next group is Jack and Saeed. Um, Jack is kind of checking Saeed over and he says that Hurley is safe. He's with Ben and that Ben is on their side. And Saeed says the only side Ben is on is his own. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's interrupted, and we find out that Jack was suspended on suspicion of substance abuse, which I don't think we really knew before, did we? No. That basically he wasn't practicing anymore, and um, he was being investigated or something. Yeah, I never actually found out what had happened from that, though. Right. So Hurley calls him from prison and says he's safe, and Ben will never get to him now. And just then, Ben shows up at the hospital— and a man posing at a nurse or orderly or something comes into Saeed's room and tries to shoot him again with a tranquilizer dart. Um, but Saeed, of course, beats him down. He asks the guy who he's working for, and he says the address is in his pocket. The address is 42 Panorama Crest, and Jack says that's Kate's address. We have some good comments, or I think one comment about that from the forums, uh, which we'll get to later. But, I mean, do you have any idea theories on why this guy would have Kate's address in his pocket. Um, I'm trying to think here. Um, I think that, huh, let me see here. Oh man. Okay. So I was trying to think of like why, who I thought this would be. He says, you know, that he's working for Kate, but obviously Mm -hmm. that's not the case, but, if I mean to me, it could just be a total like decoy address from Ben or mm-hmm. whoever, you know. Oh, that's true. You know, yeah. it could just been this whole. You know, it, obviously, he, if he got found out, he didn't want to come find him. He go find Kate just to confuse them even more. Um, right. Second is, uh, if it were, I was gonna say if it were Son that he was working for, for whatever reason, you know. Uh, son, mm-hmm. but son didn't go to her house. You know, son, son later meets up with Kate in a hotel room. So that really don't work. Right. It doesn't work either. So, yeah. so I can only think of it as just as a decoy address, you know? Now, and what I have trouble with is regardless of who this guy's working for, why does he have their address in his pocket? Yeah. That just seems really random. Like he doesn't know where they live. Like, isn't he a little more professional than that? Yeah. Like, that he wouldn't need to have, like, it's almost like writing a note on your hand or something. I know. Why Why would he need a reminder of what their address was in his pocket? Yeah, that's true. I don't I don't really get that either. Like, and, and so I almost wondered if, like, if he just used that as kind of a decoy. And he's yeah. like, you know, oh, it's in my pocket. But really, it was like his next address he was supposed to go to. That's that, true. Know, take him down or something. That's true. That, that would have made total sense, you know. Right. Okay, let's see here. So Jack calls Kate on her cell phone to see what's going on, and and she's in the middle of trying to follow the attorney to his meeting with his client uh, to find out who this is. So Ben and Saeed go to get Hurley, and Ben tells Jack after he gets Kate to meet them at the Long Beach Marina and hurry, they're running out of time. So Jack goes to see Kate. Uh, She tells him what's going on and the whole story about somebody trying to take Aaron. Mm -hmm. And um, he goes with her to find out who the client is. They're sitting outside of a motel and they watch Norton go into a room. Let's listen to that scene. Okay. 
Hey, just because the guy told you that he was meeting his client doesn't mean that they're here in L.A. He could have just told you that to, to throw you off. Oh, they're in that hotel right now. Okay. And what if they are? What if the person who wants to take Aaron is sitting in that hotel room right now? And what? Come on, come with me. We'll, we'll go get Aaron. We'll put our heads together and we'll figure something out. Oh my God. It's Claire's mother. For Jack. Wait, I just let's just think about this for a She minute. knows. Maybe she no, doesn't she know. She knows everything. about Aaron, and that's all that matters. Let me go talk to her. If I can just explain to her why we did it, maybe if I can get her to understand why. She'll listen to me. I can fix this, Kate. I can fix it. Aaron is my family, too. Come in. Of course. You were drenched. No, no, no. I'm fine. Good. I haven't seen you since your father's funeral. How did you even know I was here? Uh, I knew you were here, Miss Littleton, because I followed your lawyer. Why would you do that? I, I did it because um, I understand that you feel the need to do this. But I need you to know that everything that Kate and I have done, it was for Aaron. Who's Aaron? I, I'm afraid I'm not following you. Miss Littleton, um, what are you doing here in Los Angeles? Let's go, drive, and call Sun and tell her to bring Aaron to the Long Beach Marina. We'll meet her there. What are you talking about? What Kate, happened? We have to go now. I'm not going anywhere until you tell me what just happened. She doesn't know anything. What? She doesn't know. She still thinks that Claire is dead. She doesn't even know that Aaron exists. She sued Oceanic and she's in town to pick up her settlement. 
And it's just a coincidence that her lawyer happens to be the same lawyer that's trying to take my son. I don't know. But whoever's trying to take Aaron, it's not her. Then who is it? So, of course, the person in the room that Norton was going to see was, you know, Claire's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, deciding Claire or Kate basically decides to give up, you know, since Aaron's the grandmother, you know, or Aaron, since she's the grandmother of Aaron and right. she has pretty much every right to have him. So she just kind of starts to leave. But Jack steps in, you know, good old Jack and says he can fix the problem. And, um, Aaron is his family too. And Jack starts trying to tell her that, you know, everything that Kate and he have done, they did for Aaron. Uh, which I love. I love this whole scene just because it's like oh, yeah. so full of like you're thinking, you know, how does this woman know about Kate or Claire being alive? You know, how does she know that Aaron is Kate's son and all this stuff? So all these thoughts mm-hmm. start flying through your head. And so Jack goes in there and he's, you know, you, you're thinking there's going to be this confrontation after she learns that he knows the truth and that he knows that she knows Claire's still alive and all this but then she's like, you know, who's Aaron? <laughs> right. And I love it. I just love that scene. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, Jas, you know, Jas. <laughs> <laughs> Jack asks Jack. what she's doing in Los Angeles. And of course, we find out that, you know, she was suing Oceanic and she was just there to collect her settlement. And uh, he gets back into the car with Kate and tells her that, you know, she doesn't know anything. She just happened to be a client of Norton. And she's suing Oceanic and still believes Claire is dead and doesn't know that Aaron exists. So, of course, then we're left with the question, then who is trying to take Aaron? Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on that scene? I mean, I love this. The, this it, you're talking about the scene with um, Claire's, or, yeah, Claire's mom. Right, and, yeah, with Jack in the room yeah. and, and all that yeah. stuff. I thought, I thought it was really awesome because, I mean, obviously, when they opened the door... I believed what they wanted us to believe. It was like, oh my gosh, this woman's gotten told something, mm-hmm. da, 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 you know. And I also like the fact that Jack kind of, you know, he came back, he kind of came back around to, and you know, I, I'll take care of things, Jack, yeah. you know, mode, and said, you know, I, you know, he's not strung out, Jack. Right. So right. you start seeing that more, and and uh, I just thought it was an in, very in, intense, you know, scene, mm-hmm. and 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 Jack obviously understands you know the intensity of it and i think i think with kate it was just kind of like if not him, if not her who you right. know but and i think in her wheel started turning and later you know i think she like you know we find out she already knew right. who it was yeah and know? what's so we uh, can talk about it more but what's so cool is i don't even think at at that point she didn't even realize ben was in the picture no not at that point yeah i think as soon as she sees him she's like that's who it right. is you know right. So Saeed and Ben pull into a parking garage and Norton gets out of the car to meet with Ben, giving him some information about Hurley. Basically, I guess he's also going to be Hurley's attorney and, and is going to help Ben get Hurley off of this charge so he can get him out of jail and onto the island. Um, so they kind of toy with the idea of this guy being Ben's lawyer, but don't go as far as actually telling us at that point that Ben is the guy that's trying to take Aaron. Right. Okay, the next section is on the island. So uh, Charlotte has just passed out, and they're trying to get her conscious again. 
And Dan says he thinks the problem is neurological, that the brain has an internal clock and the flashes throw the clock off. Uh, Dan doesn't know why it's not happening to all of them, but thank God it's not. So Locke says uh, that they need to go back to the orchid. Uh, That's where it all started and maybe that's where it'll all stop. And he says Ben used the orchid to leave the island and he thinks if he can do the same, he can save them all. Um, He says this is all happening because they left and he thinks he can stop it if he's able to bring them all back to the the island. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sawyer's convinced that they're all dead, which kind of surprised me. I, I, I guess I hadn't realized that Sawyer wouldn't know that they weren't all killed when they landed on the on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, that that was kind of surprising, you know, that that he was, uh, I mean, he him and I guess Juliet both, I guess when he swam up on the beach, mm-hmm. you know, they both just assumed everybody was dead, you know. Right. But, I, I, you know, it does. it's a totally different perspective than what Locke has, you know. Right, right. So, So, um, you know, he kind of, Locke tells him that they're not dead and that they're all fine. And he says, don't you want them to come back? Don't you want her to come back? And I really love that scene. Like I said, just because of the fact that Locke is talking about Jack and Kate again, even though they've been gone from the island for so long. Um, It's just a great scene. Plus the whole Sawyer-Kate connection. Um, I love that in this episode. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really good. So Charlotte went get back oh, go to ahead. it. I was just getting back to it, you know? Yeah. Right. So Charlotte wakes up, but seems to have a few minor memory issues, but it all goes away. So she seems to be okay for now, which is good. Mm-hmm. And uh, later they're all walking to the orchid and they notice the shaft of light shining into the sky. And I don't know about you, but that the first thing I thought was lock at the hatch pounding on the door. Say that again. The like when I saw that shaft of light, like you know, kind of shining into the sky. Oh um, yeah. Like that's the first thing that came to my mind was Locke. You know, when he was there pounding on the door and the light came on. See, I I didn't I didn't get that. You know, really? I, I, for whatever reason, my mind wasn't thinking that way, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What is that? Is that like the?" energy from the yeah. <laughs> from the you know right but i didn't and when that got revealed to me i was like oh my gosh okay totally makes perfect sense right. now you know yeah. i don't my mind just wasn't working for that moment for whatever yeah. reason <laughs> and Locke recognizes fully what it is and says whatever it is they need they'd better stay clear of it and uh just then miles knows you know it starts to bleed and we hear claire screaming in the jungle and it's her having aaron um, this this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode. You know, Sawyer mm-hmm. goes to investigate it and sees she and Kate there on the rock delivering the baby. And uh, I instantly wondered if if we were to go back and watch that scene in season one again, if we would see Sawyer in the background kind of watching the whole thing happen. Did you, did you wonder I, that I bet I did wonder, and I what messed with my head was to think that he was there. Exactly. That yeah. future Sawyer was there. Even if you didn't see it, this the fact that he was there, that that group was wandering around out there. Yeah. But let me get, tell you this, too. That can definitely explain the whispers. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe they're not visually being able to be seen, but they could be heard. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. Uh, because the time's all messed up, so that may make it, re, you know, why it's reversed and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's different, but that could explain the time. That's a great theory. You know, like, yeah. 
like Boone, Boone, I believe is still alive at some. He is alive at some point on that island. Yeah, and that you remember back a while back, I guess it was maybe season two or three. We had a conversation where we actually read a transcript of some of the whispers, and some of them were very mm-hmm. personal. It was like oh, one yeah. of them was like I think it was like Boone saying, "Hey, sis," mm-hmm. and it's like that would totally make sense if those vo- those whispers were voices of people from different exactly. times kind of watching right. watching these things happen from another time. Right. And I figured if if Sawyer would have went to approach Kate and said something, mm-hmm. she probably she probably would have heard the yeah, you know all that. Exactly, yeah. Wouldn't have probably and if she would have seen him or 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 probably wouldn't he, I don't think she would have ever seen him. I think she just would have heard the whispers. Okay. Okay. Now I took it a little differently and yeah, I'll get there in a second, but Sawyer's reaction to seeing Kate was awesome. I mean, Mm -hmm. and maybe it was just a combination of that and my own kind of sentimentality for the, you know, season one or even any of the earlier, earlier episodes. Um, But it's just like revisiting that scene and Sawyer being there. Sawyer kind of missing her anyway uh, was just Mm -hmm. the, the perfect combination, like to make one of the best scenes I think in the show ever. Oh, yeah, definitely. Awesome scene. And, um, you know, just then there's another flash and Kate and Claire are gone. Um, And, uh, you know, Locke says, you and I both know when we were before that last flash. So who did Mm -hmm. you see? And Sawyer says, you know, the light in the sky was from the hatch and it was the night Boone died. And Locke tells him about what happened at the hatch that night. Now, um, I don't think I wrote a note about this, but... I started thinking about the fact that Sawyer, like even though Sawyer and the future was there watching that, if he had walked out of the jungle and, you know, up to Kate and Claire, they would have just thought Mm -hmm. it was Sawyer who happened to come out and check on things and see what was going on. Yeah, that's totally true. Uh, You know, that's what I was thinking too. They would have said something to him. He could have interacted with him just as if he were back then. But, but I definitely see, you know, um, I definitely see that. Uh, I, I, my theory is that it would have been whispered, okay, but I right. don't know. Yeah, I guess that it would it would definitely make things a lot um, easier to explain if that were the case, because if mm-hmm. if they could interact with people in the past, I mean, there'd be all kinds of issues there. Oh yeah. But the one thing that just popped into my head is we've seen plenty of cases of people who were traveling through time interact with people in the past and the future. Because that's exactly that's exactly just, what Locke and all of them were doing with, um, you know, Richard Alpert and all of the others. So why weren't yeah, Richard Alpert true. and them hearing whispers? That's true. Good point. Good point. So who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That is a little weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe they ha- maybe they have the ability to, to you know, I mean, these people that understand it have the ability to to speak or be seen you mm-hmm. know these different things but i don't know that, that, that i mean that doesn't make a whole lot of sense there you're right. right you're exactly right so miles tells dan about his nosebleed and, and wants to know why he and charlotte are the only two that are being affected um he says he had never been to the island before two weeks ago and dan asks if he's sure about that so of course we knew we know that miles already knew charlotte had been to the island before because he kind of hinted at that, um, I think, in the first episode. Um, or mm-hmm. no, it was in the season finale of last season, I think. 
Um, okay. But he says he himself had never been there before. And so Dan's like, you know, are you sure about that? Um, and they just kind of drop it and leave it there. And uh, they arrive at the camp and it's all there again. Um, their tents, all of that stuff. But it seems to be a while into the future and the camp is pretty much destroyed. And um, there are two huge boats on the shore. Apparently the people who destroyed the camp or at least had something to do with it. And one of the boats um, has a bottle in it, a bottle of water with a label on it for Ajira Airlines, which Juliet says is based in India, which I thought was right. interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, why is there um, this boat that looks pretty old with a water bottle in it from an airline? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm wondering, once again, if this obviously is just hinting at another plane that had crashed there prior. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, the, the, there's, you know, just like there would be wreckage from oceanic, fl- you know, flight. Right. Uh, that there would be the wreckage and, and some stuff still left over from that mm-hmm. flight as well. Right, you know? right. So they decide to take the boat and make their way to the Orchid. And on the boat, Sawyer tells Juliet about seeing Claire and Kate. And Juliet says that, you know, that was only two months ago, which hit me like hard. It's like, you know, we all of this stuff that's happened. Um from the moment they, you know, crashed on that island till now is two months. <laughs> yeah. That's just Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So just then a group of people in a boat behind them, apparently the people who were um, on the beach realized their boat was missing and then went after them. Um, mm-hmm. They're shooting at them and, you know, they start shooting back. And uh, just then there's another flash and they're saved again by a flash. So they get to the beach and Juliet asks Sawyer about seeing Kate, uh, tries to get kind of personal with him. And, uh, Sawyer says he was close enough to touch her. If he wanted to, he could have, um, I thought, Oh, this is, this is where I had the note about him, you know, basically going to interact with her and how she would have just thought it was Sawyer from the beach coming to see what was going on. Um, but I, but I thought, you know, there'd probably be all kinds of implications about, you know, Sawyer from two different time periods going and talking to Kate. Right. And, and I'm sure that he couldn't. And it, and it may be that you're right about the whole whisper thing, because it seems like it could really cause a lot of problems if Sawyer from two different times could interact with Kate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if they sum it up that way, it would be you know, um, it it could be easily, easily explained, you know? Right. He then tells Juliet that her nose is bleeding. So she's starting to have some of these same side effects that, you know, others have been having and they find some wreckage and lock tips over a container and there's something written on it in French. And the moment I saw that, I was like, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, that that's one of my favorite things about this episode is is this whole oh, yeah. this whole reveal here at the end. So we cut to a group of French people in a raft, and they're they notice something in the water, and it's Jin, and he's still alive, which oh, yeah. was awesome. And uh, one of Danielle's team is listening to a radio, and we can hear the numbers in the back. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Um. Yeah, I did. I did catch that. But it's the numbers that they were they were saying right. Uh, were the are the numbers? Yeah. Right. Which is cool because I mean, back early in season one or two, Danielle actually said she heard the numbers, 
uh, when she got to the island, but then she erased mm-hmm. that message and put her own over it. So it was cool to just see everything that's been talked about in the past come around and actually see it happening. Oh yeah. And she, that was sweet. Yeah. And she comments that, you know, he must've been caught in the same storm as them. Um, and she gives him some water. And of course we find out that she is Danielle Rousseau. Very, very cool stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. So at the Marina, Kate and Jack, you know, get there and Jack shows her the note with her address on it. And, um, there's not a whole lot that happens in this scene. Um, Kate basically says it's, you know, she finds out that Ben is there and that, you know, Jack says that they're together and she's kind of freaked out by that. And she says it's Ben who's trying to take Aaron. And I liked how Jack started to defend him and say that, you know, no, you got it all wrong. And Ben's like, no, you know, she's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Another just awesome Ben moment. Right. (laughs) And uh, Kate asks why he won't leave she and her son alone. And Ben, of course, says, because he's not your son, Kate. And uh, we see son sitting in the car with a gun in her purse. And she gets out to go after someone. But, of course, the episode ends before we can find out. Yes. Yes. That was the end of my notes. Anything from you? That's all I had. Um, um, you know, I did really, like I said in the beginning, I really did like this episode. There's a lot, lot uh, coming to light, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's my oh. my favorite part of this episode is just the fact that we have like an overlapping of story we've already seen with new story. And it's just awesome to think about the possibilities of what could happen with themselves from the future running into themselves from the past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we, I want, we, we talked about that a little bit and that, you know, I think we mentioned like what would happen, but that was, it was awesome to see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. And plus it, they picked some great scenes to kind of overlap as well. I mean, the lock at the hatch with the light and, you know, of course, clear having the baby and all of that stuff. And just, it was, uh, I think the best scenes they could have picked probably. Oh yeah. We've got a couple of comments from the forums here. Uh, BCK Lockhart writes, one thing that doesn't make sense to me is when the orderly at the hospital attacks Saeed. Saeed chokes him and asks, you know, who are you? Who do you work for? And the orderly says her address is in my pocket. And it's Kate's address, of course. Does this mean that Kate hired him? We all assumed when watching that Kate was just the next victim. Why would Kate hire this guy to attack Saeed? Just doesn't make sense. But... That was his answer to Saeed's question. Whoever it yeah. is that hired these these hits on Saeed, they want him alive. They were tranquilizers each time and not bullets to kill him. That was a good mm-hmm. good point. That was a great point because I, I was I was like, why not just kill him? But no, they were trying to tranquilize him. It definitely makes me think Ben. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, but I, I think he's saying, you know, I guess if as odd and un, you know doubtful that it seems that Kate would be the person for some reason that hired this guy, that that would be one thing that would support that. The fact that she didn't want to Mm -hmm. kill him. She just wanted them knocked out for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He says the scene where John sees the light was awesome. It confirmed that they were in the same time that they had been before. If John went to the light, he would see himself at the swan hatch before it was opened. Then Sawyer sees Kate and Claire. 
you could see the pain on Sawyer's face. I don't know about you, but after I saw this episode, I went back and watched the original episode when Claire had the baby to see if we could see a glimpse of Sawyer looking from afar. <laughs> uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't actually go back and watch it, but I definitely wondered if he would have been there. Mm-hmm. And he says, this big question, who was shooting at them when they were in the water? But... They were again saved by a flash, only this time they flashed to the night of a big and famous storm, the storm that brought someone else to the island, a group of French-speaking mm-hmm. people. Wow, that was an exciting ending, knowing that we were finally going to see Danielle's story. Oh, and Jen is alive, of course. Great show. Did you hear the numbers being broadcast over the radio? And of course, we already said we both heard that, um, but yeah, great it captures what's so awesome about this episode. And uh, so thank you very much, BCK, for those comments. Nathaniel Starr writes, this was the first of what I would consider two of the worst episodes of Lost. (laughs) Mm. He says, the whole Back to the Future 2 seeing yourself thing felt contrived to me. Why put it in? They should have just moved on with the story. Maybe I'm missing some theme or something, but it just felt pointless. Even the parts off-island felt unnecessary. Then, Jen is alive. How the heck did he survive, and how did he end up in the radius of the time flashes when the rest of the freighter did not? I guess you can chalk it up to the island, which is honestly becoming an overused plot convenience at this point. I felt it was cheap to simply bring him back after doing that flashback slash flash forward at the same time episode. Do you recall that episode? Yeah. They kind of faked us out. And I kind of agree with that. You know, him right. him being alive essentially means that episode is pointless. That whole emotional ride the writers took us on went nowhere. It feels so manipulative. He says, you might be happy to see him alive. I know most people were. So the things that bothered me about it were question, weren't questioned in the fan community. Even people I watched the show with couldn't give me a good explanation other than it was the will of the island and they liked Jen. I like the mm. character too, but I think his being alive sacrificed some of the writer's integrity. From this point on, I doubt every single death from here on. Or I, from this point on, I doubt every single death like you do on a soap opera. So what do you think? I mean, whenever this happened, I, <clears throat> I said, you know, I think Jim was alive. I thought he, I thought he got off the boat. I was, you know, mm-hmm. I was blown away from the boat or whatever, you know, and, and I figured he was inside that, sh- that, you know, that zone right. of uh, the island and that he'd be brought in. I mean, I, I saw it coming, you know, and I, I mm-hmm. actually was hoping for it. And I understand what he's saying. It's kind of like, yeah, you don't know. Okay. Now everybody's going to be alive, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, I don't guess I'm, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. You know, if Boone and, and, you know, all of them were all somehow came back, I still be okay with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, so I, I'm kind of, I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. But I understand his po- points right. and I definitely do get it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have my own thoughts about it. You know, just like Michael, you know, he couldn't kill himself. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, maybe Jen was kept alive by fate. You know, he wasn't done with it's what true. he needed to do yet. So therefore, the island kept him alive, regardless of what happened. Now, of course, that still doesn't explain why, um, you know, he was in, inside of the radius, you know, or why he washed up to the island, even though he was outside of the radius. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same thing kind of happened with Michael. I mean, Michael wasn't obviously wasn't um, 
you know, able to get back to the island, but the island needed to do things with him. So he ended up on a freighter, you know, less than a mile away from the island. Right. And it's also possible that the freighter was inside of the perimeter of the island when it moved, you know, but just like the tents and the food on the beach, it vanished right. when the flashes started happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like only, you know, so it's not so much about how close he was to the island when it moved, but the fact that he was part of the group of people that were to be affected by the flashes. True. So, and I think a lot of people focus on, you know, well, if you're not inside of this radius, you know, of the, of the island, then you wouldn't be affected. You wouldn't be able to, you know, be part of these flashes. But I think it's more like Jin was part of this group. Therefore he was part of the flashes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, um, I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I, I think that that seems like a likely explanation yeah. for why he would still be alive. Yeah, definitely. You know, they, I mean, if they can convince us that Michael couldn't commit suicide because the island needed to do something with him. Yeah. I don't think it's much more of a stretch to say that Jen couldn't die because the island needs to do something with him. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I've got. Anything else from you? That's it. So on Sunday, I believe it is, we're going to be talking about This Place is Death. And I'm really looking forward to discussing that episode. Okay. I remember it being really great. Awesome. So until then, we hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.